0: Thank you for tuning in. My name is Parker Johnson. I'm the pastor here at First Presbyterian Church in Bruton, Alabama. This is the midweek devotional for June 3rd, uh, 2020. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can check us out online at fpcbruton.org. Our telephone number here at the church is 251-867-5395. We as a session met last night to make plans for in-person worship, and we decided that it was wise to hold off for a couple more weeks We are looking at a tentative start date for Sunday, June 21st, as our first in-person worship. We're going to be sending out a survey to the congregation to find out uh, your opinions and thoughts and considerations and suggestions as we move forward to coming inside. So please be on the lookout uh, for that, uh, both in your email and uh, and those who don't have internet will be reaching out uh, personally. The following message is one on kindness. Now, I have a busy week this week, and so I actually got ahead last week and um, sought the Lord, and this is what He put on my heart to talk about. This was all before uh, the incident with uh, George Floyd. Uh, This is one that uh, I didn't know what was coming, and so it is rather timely. Uh, We pray for justice in our land. We pray for peace. We pray for the Lord to do a great work in our midst, uh, we mourn with those who are mourning, we hurt with those who are hurting, uh, and we yearn uh, for an outpouring of the Spirit in our land. Um, so uh, before we begin, let me pray, and, uh, and then we will tune in to what I recorded last week. So Father, I thank you for this day. We thank you for the riches of kindness that you have given us. Uh, be with us, Lord, as we consider um, the issue of kindness. Thank you for being kind to us. Lord, we pray that a spirit of kindness would be one that defines our nation in this time. Lord, we do mourn the death of uh, George Floyd and and that terrible injustice. Uh, Lord, I pray for those who are hurting in this season. Uh, Lord, we also pray for those uh, who have been hurt in the season of rioting, uh, that the rioting would cease. Lord, we do pray for peace in our land. Uh, Lord, that you would uh, uh, bind up the brokenhearted and that you would move by your spirit. We pray these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. We're going through the uh, fruit of the spirit, the different acts, a- aspects of the fruit of the spirit. Uh, we haven't been taking them in order during this time. Um, I've been As I've been praying through what, uh, what each week needed, we've been skipping around. And today we come to kindness. You know, there's great power in kindness. Um, I mean, it's, it's amazing what kindness can do to a situation. You think about how when you're in the middle of a fierce situation or a heated argument or, uh, you know, your kids are just really at each other, and when someone brings kindness into the situation, people don't know what to do with it. In, in many ways, it's, sometimes it's like heaping burning coals on them, but, but other times it's, it's very disarming. Um, You know, bringing kindness to bear can share the love of Christ with others, even if you don't have a lot of time with them, but just having a countenance of kindness and being winsome. Um, You know, kindness especially is powerful when it's not expected, like when someone who uh, is perhaps under your authority or uh, someone whom you work with or a friend or a child when they've messed up or perhaps when you've messed up and you are expecting someone to really bring down the hammer and instead of the hammer, even if there are consequences, but instead of the hammer and heat, that person brings kindness to bear. It really can transform an entire situation. And this is especially effective when we think of evangelism. If you were to think of a treble hook, you know those are the hooks for fishing that have three hooks on them. You can think of the three hooks of evangelism, of the Word of God, the people of God, and the actions of God's people. The Word of God, the people of God, and the actions of God's people. And when we as God's people are interacting with others with kindness and love, it can have an amazing impact on their lives, pointing them to Christ. And so as we see this aspect of the fruit of the Spirit grow in us, we should rejoice because this is not how we're normally geared, is it? It's a fruit of the Spirit that is countercultural to what our heart wants, for we are selfish and prideful, uh, but we rejoice when we see the Lord working in us. How are you doing with kindness right now? How are you doing? You know, uh, in this season of the coronavirus, uh, kindness can often be uh, put off to the side. You know, stress and kindness seem to go rarely together. It's a lot like oil and water, stress and kindness. Stress often comes when we feel threatened, or someone that we love is threatened, or our resources are threatened, or our way of life is threatened, or our time is threatened. Something that we hold dear to us is a perceived threat, whether real or not. And when stress comes up, I don't know about you, but when I'm stressed, my initial reaction is not kindness. And that's something I've really got to work on. Well, how do we define kindness? Well, there's the Webster Dictionary version, but I really like what Bridges says in his uh, book on the fruit of the Spirit. He says, Kindness is a sincere desire for the happiness of others. Don't you like that? Kindness is a sincere desire for the happiness of others. Kindness is the inner disposition created by the Holy Spirit that causes us to be sensitive to the needs of others, whether physical, emotional, or spiritual. Kindness is a sincere desire for the happiness of others. Kindness is the inner disposition created by the Holy Spirit that causes us to be sensitive to the needs of others, whether physical, emotional, or spiritual. Anytime we talk about kindness or really any attribute that we desire to have, we really have to look at how God displays that attribute. Where do we see kindness with the Lord? Well, by His character, God is a kind and loving God, and we especially see this as manifested in His relationship with His people to Christians. Now that doesn't mean that God is not also a judge, a God of just of justice and wrath, but He is a kind and loving God, as we think of him as our as our shepherd. Well, how has God been kind to us? <laughs> well, the ways are myriad, right Romans two four says, or do you not pres-, or excuse me, or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience? not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. You know, as we think about um, our parents, uh, those of us who have been blessed with just really great parents. My, my parents, Paul and Catherine, are just wonderful folks, and, and they are kind, right? And, and, and when good parents, uh, are, we're blessed with good parents, they point us to our Heavenly Father, who is even so much better than even our great parents. You Think about how God is so kind to us in our prayers. He is kind to answer them. He is kind to us when we aren't perfect, uh, which is, well, you know, all the time. We see His kindness in Ephesians chapter 2. Um, verses 6 and 7, we read there, "...and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus." You know, perhaps one of the opposites of kindness is revenge. You know, this idea of um, returning an eye for an eye or repaying an eye for an eye. It, isn't it amazing that in the gospel we see God not uh, thrashing us, we who deserve justice, we who deserve judgment and punishment and hell forever and ever, but because he has instead poured that out on his son, we receive his kindness, his grace, and his mercy to us. You know, perhaps today might be a great day for you just to really spend time thinking about how how much God has been kind to you. And then the next step for us really is seeing how how He has been kind to us then we are to be kind to others. There's some really good biblical examples of kindness. Uh, we think of the Good Samaritan. Right? You know, it wasn't just that the Good Samaritan felt bad for uh, the poor guy that had been beat up and left for dead on the side of the road. You know, The Levite and the priest, they had passed by and they didn't help. And it's not just that this third guy felt, hey, I'm really sorry for that guy. But he stopped, and his kindness was put into action. Um, you know, so oftentimes I think we um, are satisfied with ourselves, feel good about ourselves, when we get worked up about some um, program or some uh, concern nationally, but when there's no action behind it, can we say we've really done anything? Kindness then really is not just an emotion, but it is, it is uh, acting towards someone with good. As Jerry Bridges said earlier, you know, being concerned for the happiness and the blessing of others you know, when we see Christ feeding the 5,000 in Mark chapter 6, 34 through 44, it's a great example of being kind. Uh, you know, would these people have died if they had not had that meal that night? No, they probably wouldn't have. Uh, however, however, Jesus is kind in that he provides for them what is needed. Who do you have the hardest time being kind to? Are there people in your life that you really struggle with being kind towards? Perhaps it's because they've sinned against you sometime in the past? You know, the answer to that is it's forgiveness, and we're commanded to forgive. Or perhaps you find it hard to be kind to folks who are ungrateful. Oh, man, that's a tough one, isn't it? Especially when you're kind to them and do something amazing for them, and they say, yeah, whatever. That's hard, right? That's hard to be kind to them again. And yet, if, as we look at the gospel, we see how kind Christ has been to us when we didn't deserve any of it, when we have been so ungrateful all too often. You know, one of the enemies of kindness, and I think Jerry Bridges pulls this out in his book on the fruit of the Spirit, um, is selfishness, right? Kindness is being focused on the good of others and the happiness of others, Uh, where selfishness focuses on me. Um, Man, that's that's really convicting, isn't it? You know, when we are so focused on ourselves, we don't have time for others. We don't have the energy to focus on the good and the needs of others and seeking to bless them and, and seek the blessing of them. But there is another kind of kindness that is really unhelpful and several authors I think pull this out I think Jerry Bridges does and it's this idea of selfish kindness or, or I might call counterfeit kindness you, you know the kind of kindness that is, that is fake you know oh bless his heart kindness you know what I'm talking about right when you uh, are talking about someone and you know you're about to gossip about them you know you're about to say something bad about them And you say, uh, oh, bless his heart, he can't help it, yada, 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 yada. You know, it seems like in the South, we think if you say bless his heart, uh, we can say whatever we want. But the reality is there is a kind of counterfeit kindness that might look kind on the outside, but on the inside really might be to manipulate others, Um, you know, to get something out of them. You know, sometimes uh, children will try to sweet talk their parents by being kind or being obedient for a while to get something out of them. Or sometimes parents will be kind to their children just to get them to behave and go away. Um, Or perhaps we might ask others about their days. You know, how's your day going? And it seems like a kind question, caring question, when in reality... The whole purpose of that is so that they will ask us about ours so that we can tell them how great or how awful our day has been. You know, pride and selfishness, they will keep us from being uh, kind to others. You know, it's interesting. We see this in the, in the story of Jonah. Uh, Jerry Bridges uh, pulls this out. that, you know, his, his pride and selfishness led to an attitude of unkindness. And indeed, the Lord rebuked him. Uh, you know, uh, Jonah did not want the city of Nineveh, that great city of more than 120,000 people, uh, to, uh, to come to a saving knowledge of God. And he was upset when they did, and God did not uh, destroy them. Was he being kind to them? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, the problem with counterfeit kindness, of using kindness and being nice, niceties, cultural expressions of being nice uh, for ourselves as we seek to manipulate others and that sort of thing, is that it is uh, really part and parcel of a program that seeks self righteousness. So often, um, counterfeit kindness is tied up with self righteousness. You know, that if I can use other people to further my own agenda, if I can make myself look better than other people, then I will be better off before God. But you know, the gospel really, it it, it frees us from that, doesn't it? It frees us from having to have other people think really highly of us because we're so kind even when that kindness is is uh, fake so that others will think highly of us when we really just don't care about them. You know, God frees us from that rat race. Because, why? Because the gospel says we are saved not by our actions, but by what Christ has done for us. We don't have to prove ourselves that we're better than other people. We don't have to prove ourselves that we uh, aren't the real sinners like our neighbors. We don't have to prove ourselves that we're uh, nicer than those mean people or, or we have it all together where they don't. We can stop pursuing our own agendas for self-righteousness and making ourselves look good, which then keeps us from truly being kind and loving others because we, already, we are already accepted by Christ. And as we see that we have been accepted by Christ out of the kindness, out of his riches of his kindness uh, that are in Christ Jesus, we see that we can be kind to others. Because whatever others have done to us, however they've sinned against us, it pales in comparison to what God has forgiven us of. We have sinned against a holy God. And yet, because of His love and His grace and His mercy and His kindness, He has saved us and we didn't deserve it. And so then when others slight us or, or they cut us off in traffic or, or really do sin against us, we can be kind to them as we realize just how much Christ has been kind to us. Well, since kindness is an aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, we know that true kindness really only belongs to the Christian. True kindness really only belongs to the Christian because it is from the Holy Spirit. We receive kindness upon our salvation as, as every Christian has every part of the fruit of the Spirit, uh, and yet we are, we are enabled to grow in it uh, as we pursue the Lord daily. How, how are you doing uh, with, with kindness, would you consider yourself a kind person? We can't hide behind our personalities and say, you know my personality, I'm just not a kind person. You know, we, we actually have to repent of our personalities often. Our personalities are affected by the fall. And so if you're not by nature a kind person, uh, then perhaps it's time to, to work on it. On the other side, if you find yourself that you're overly kind, and, and by that I mean it's a fake kindness, or it's a cultural kindness. I encourage you to look at yourself too and see if what the world says are kind words really are coming from a heart uh, that knows what kindness is. Well, let's pray. Oh, Lord God, we thank you for the kindness that we have in you. Help us to be kind to one another. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.